0: Hello and welcome to The Pulse, MVPC's podcast to encourage and equip you for your journey of faith and to keep you in the loop on what's going on around the church. Welcome to Episode 4 of The Pulse. My name is David Miles, and I'm a part of the pastoral staff at MVPC. If you haven't listened to The Pulse before, this is our podcast to help equip and encourage you Today, Mm -hmm. for episode four, we actually have the privilege of speaking with our children's director, Sarah Goodale. Now, if you've been around MVPC for the last several months, you've heard us talk about this idea of faith at home. And so today, Sarah's going to share a little bit about what faith at home really is all about and a great resource for you if you are a grandparent or parent. So Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of The Pulse. This is going to be a lot of fun. Can you tell us a little bit about what faith at home really is all about?
1: Um, So Faith at Home is about um, that it's really the responsibility of uh, parents and grandparents, people that are in contact uh, with kids and the next generation, to really pass on the faith um, to them. So uh, Faith at Home is really the idea as a church, since the majority of um, the time is spent with the family and not with your Sunday school teacher, right? We get like an hour with them once a week. Uh, How do we equip families to do that? How do we equip them to be able to disciple this next generation?
0: Yeah, this is fantastic. Having been in children's ministry myself, I really love this idea. Sarah, you just did a Compass Point class this last Sunday, and the topic was My Bible. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that class was all about and and maybe why these types of classes are so significant for a parent or grandparent and and maybe what they can expect if they were to attend?
1: Absolutely. So these classes really came out of uh, the Deuteronomy passage Uh, six four through nine uh, which in children's ministry we kind of talk about this as the parenting verse and so i'm going to read it to you guys it's hear O israel the lord our god the lord is one love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength these commandments that i give to you today are to be on your hearts impress them on your children talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So we kind of thought about in children's ministry about this idea of being on the road, that we're kind of all on this journey and we're trying to pass on the faith to the next generation. And how as a church can we step into that and support our families and our community? So we kind of thought of this picture as we're on this journey, on this road, and wouldn't it just be great if you had these intentional pauses where you can kind of pull out your compass and say, Am I still going the right direction with my family? Um, Are there extra resources or supports that we need? And then as a church, being able to help families with that. And whether you're um, going to one of our twos and threes compass point classes or all the way up to our high school level classes, where we're just intentionally trying to take moments to equip you for the stage in life that your kids are at or your grandkids are at.
0: So Sarah, you mentioned grandparents. Can you give us a little bit of an idea why these compass classes are so significant and helpful for a grandparent?
1: Absolutely. Uh, We know from a nationwide study that was done, it was a Protestant study that was done of youth, um, asking them who were the biggest spiritual influences in their lives. David's kind of talked about this from the front. But number one was mom number two was dad, number three was pastor, and then number four was grandparent. And then when you get into things like Sunday school teacher, children's ministry director, our youth director, we kind of start to fall into those teens. Um, So we really know that kids and youth are looking at their parents and their grandparents for how to live out their faith and what it really means to be a believer. So for, um, I always look at Psalm 145, four, which says one generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. So this idea that is our responsibility to tell the next generation, to show the next generation who God is and what he is doing and how he is active, not only yesterday, today, and in the future. So, um, The importance of this has to do with this concept of the third generation principle where you see in biblical and non-biblical areas where we have this tendency towards complacency and ultimately deterioration. And you see this in non-biblical areas uh, with immigrants that that first generation holds on to all those traditions and you kind of see a gradual where things start to fade away if people aren't active in keeping those things up. The same is true um, with, with biblical traditions and faith is that um, we have to be intentional. So a first-generation believer is a believer who saw the things that God has done in their lives. um, They've seen God move in powerful ways. They are active in their faith community. They are sold out, basically, um, for, uh, for Jesus their lives in that way. Examples of um, first-generation biblical leaders are um, Moses and Joshua and David. And then you have the next generation, that second generation, that um, are more complacent. They still follow God, but eventually they compromise. And you see this with Solomon, David's son, that he starts out really well, and then he starts to marry, uh, and that starts this tendency um, towards including other gods and worshiping idols. And then uh, you see all of Israel starting to do this. And then you get to the third generation where they have seen the compromise of the second generation. And so they decide, you know what, that's not for me. And uh, we see this in Israel where the period following Solomon, it just gets perpetually worse and um, even resulting in the northern kingdom, having 200 years of kings who worship idols. I was recently at a children's ministry conference where the speaker there described this uh, third generation model in modern terms. She talked about, that first generation Christian as you go to church no matter what. And I feel like that's kind of how my parents, it was like you had to have a fever or you were getting up and going yeah. to church. And um, you were invested somewhere in your church. So not just going to church, but actively invested. In. And then you have the second generation where that complacency compromise comes in, where it's you go to church, but sometimes you have something else to do on Sunday.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: they, oh, sorry.
0: No, I think that's fantastic, and I, I've totally seen this play out in in my life as well. Um, what's the third generation like?
1: So the third generation is um, they've seen this compromise of. You went to church, but you weren't really acting it out. You weren't involved anywhere in your church. You just kind of went because you felt like you had to. So they decide, you know what? That's not for me. And they don't go to church, and they're not active in a faith community. And then you just see that continue on through the generations of this loss of faith.
0: Yeah, so what does this look like in everyday life um, or the everyday life of a parent or grandparent? How can they really apply this as they're thinking about their family dynamics and their involvement with church?
1: Absolutely. The reason why I bring up this principle is that we know that this is a tendency that we have. We see this in our history. We see this in our lives. You've seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, That we have to consciously fight against this, that we have this tendency um, in our culture. And so how do we do this? The two big ways that you can really fight against this um, within your own family and our faith community is through modeling and storytelling. So with modeling, what I'm talking about is modeling the faith um, to this next generation. And it doesn't, that seems like such a huge word, but it doesn't have to be anything major, just kind of changing the way you do things. So I hear a lot of parents, they have their Bible reading time after their kids go to bed or they do it in the morning before their kids get up, which is awesome. But when are your kids seeing you read your Bible? So modeling those behaviors for them are with prayer, praying in front of them when they have a difficult thing at school or when you see your grandchild um, struggling with something, stopping and not just talking with them about it, but praying about Mm it. Or, you know, uh, texting your um, grand uh, your grandkid and saying, you know, I'm praying for you about this thing that's going on in your life, or um, talking about answered prayer. Uh, yeah. The Psalm 145:4 is talking about talking about his mighty work so not forgetting to share the amazing things that god has done and that takes me into storytelling this idea that in the old testament when god would do something amazing they would set up these standing stones either like a pile of rocks or a very large stone so that when they would go by um this stone later on when the next generation is walking past it they would look at um, the previous generation and go what's up with those stones Mm -hmm. and it would remind the previous generation I've got to tell that story of what God did to that generation. So they would tell the story about the amazing thing that God has done, just naturally passing on the faith. And so for us as MVPC, as um, a faith community, I challenge us with what are the standing stones in your life? What are the things that God has done in your life, past, present? What's happening that you could be sharing with the next generation? That you could be sharing not even just with um, with younger believers, newer believers, things that God is doing in your life, um, answered prayer, powerful ways that um, He has impacted your life, so that you're sharing those stories and not forgetting to talk about the mighty works of God. And if this is not a natural thing, this isn't something that you're used to doing, I have a great resource for you. Uh, this month, the Homefront magazine, which uh, we have available up on the third floor and we'll actually have at the Connection Center this Sunday, is all about storytelling. So it's all about how to. We start these habits of storytelling to our children and our grandchildren so that it becomes natural to talk about God and to talk about what He's doing um, in our lives now and the things that He's done in the past.
0: Yeah, man, this is so good. This is all stuff that really resonates and hits home. As a parent of young kids, there are times where I really struggle with how do I take on that role as a spiritual leader? How do I, in the everyday throes of life, invest spiritually in the lives of my kids? So, Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know that you've got a lot going on with children's ministry, but this is very helpful stuff. And hopefully for you listening, this will be encouraging and challenging for you as well. Thank you so much for listening to The Pulse, episode four. We hope that you'll listen again next week. Have a great day.